Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show us a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am so excited to be staring at not one, not two, but three beautiful, amazing faces across from me. Dave, Joe, Mike. Welcome. Thanks for joining tonight. How is everybody? I'm doing great. I played golf today, so it was fantastic. And while my friends up in the Northeast are getting pounded with snow, so I can't complain. Every day is a good day. Yeah, it's I, even here. It's a little chilly, so I I like hearing that you got out and played some golf because that's a, that makes you it could, fun. Dave, how are things down 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 a little south, further south? little only a little further south than some of us um it is gorgeous today was like 70 something degrees <laughs> nearly 80 degrees and there was i was out like basking in the in the warmth for a little bit and oh it's just and apparently they're talking about a cold snap but we're we're not feeling it at all like you know some people i get it man and here i tell you it's, yeah it rained today but I was still in shorts you know it was nice you know, yeah oh. it was nice to have shorts mike how are things going where you're at buddy uh, good. No problems. Everything is smooth here. Everything's under control. You know, I mean, they said something about some snow possibly tomorrow, I think, you know, 24 to 28 inches, something like that. That's, you know, that's a few inches here and there. Well, you know. at least with your job, you don't have to worry about it. Oh, you can just yeah, relax, yeah. It's, you know. it's not like, you know, we're in charge of clearing snow in New York City. No, that, you know, no big deal. It's not a big deal. That's, uh... and, well, but at least whenever you leave work, you get to come home and sleep in your warm bed, right? Uh, yeah, um, I've seen my bed a few times during this time of season, but uh, yeah, I'm actually not looking forward to work the next couple of days it's going to be not quite fun uh manhattan snow new york city and snow doesn't work well and uh let's just put it that way i'll, I'll save some of the explicits for the uh patreon show because we try and keep this family friendly and if you got my true feelings right now we'd be bleeping and bleeping and bleeping and bleeping <laughs> so uh we'll save that for another part of the show <laughs> i only have the button on the desk since jay's not here so you know i just completely took it down with since he's out of town uh and the big guy man he's down there uh with at the florida weather in orlando and living it up dude he's posted some of the best pictures i've ever seen come out of that i mean he's been incredible he continues to just take in the sights and post some incredible pictures and make a lot of people very jealous i think he's pretty much moved in i think rachel's the true photographer and he's just taking credit for her pictures he's making the most of his trip (laughs) which is good i mean yes he was there for 23 days i mean he's got to make he's eligible to vote forever now in florida (laughs) After this trip, I think he is. I think he's paying taxes. He's gonna and be stuff like a Florida license by the time he's done. Golly, I talked to him for just a split second today, and he's like, "Oh, lazy day. The most I did was uh, walked over to the Grand Floridian from the Poly for lunch, and then just laid by the pool, and you know, did this." And I'm like, "That's you know what I did today? 
I put in toilets. But we'll talk about that more on the patron side because I'm sure people are ecstatic to hear how a spiky-haired guy who uh, puts product in his hair every single day did with manually putting in toilets. If it was quite the experience. actually believe that, I have a toilet story for the Patreon show as well, too. Do you really? Absolutely. I didn't even tell you about it yet, so it's a surprise man, to you. People, if people have not joined the Patreon, man, is this the day to do it. You know, we're <laughs> what talking a hook on that on one, on Patreon. Huh? Yeah. Oh, setting people up for some excitement coming later. I absolutely love it. Well, I tell you what, we uh, when we're talking about topics, one thing that gets everybody excited on Disney Vacation is whenever you get that time to do exactly what Jay's doing, and that's sit down, relax, and take it all in. And I think a lot of people sometimes miss the opportunity. They're go, 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 go. But this week, we want you to slow down, take your time, and we're going to talk about 10 amazing places around Walt Disney World to take it all in to take in the sights the sounds the smells of walt disney world and guys let's jump right into it uh, when we were chatting about our list there was one place that uh we absolutely love to look over at the bright lights especially at night and that is sitting on a bench at saratoga springs looking over at disney springs across the water disney springs for me has become a not miss and we stayed at saratoga not too long ago and katie and i found ourselves making that was an adult trip which was great making that walk at night, and it's absolutely breathtaking to see Disney Springs lit up at night across the lake. As somebody, it's my beloved Saratoga Springs, my my, my beloved home resort. Uh, and Jen and I, we, we just recently had our, our trip down there, and we actually walked a few times to Disney Springs. And that that view is great. It's almost like the equivalent of like like s- you sit down on a bench on that walkway, and you're like overlooking like a mini city. And it's no different. It's no different if you're oh, overlooking like Manhattan or downtown Orlando or Charlotte or Chicago or whatever city that you're by, you live nearby. It's just it's a cool, a nice chill vibe. Saratoga's quiet to begin with already, and if you're just winding down your night or you maybe don't want to go over there, but you just want to get out of your room for a little bit, maybe if you have it, you know, it, it's a villa, so maybe you have a drink with you already. You sit down at a bench, you you crack open a cold one or a nice glass of vino. And you sit there and you just enjoy watching the small boats go by and you watch, you know, the amphicars cars on the water and you watch everybody just kind of and you hear the music from Disney Springs. It's just an awesome vibe. And as somebody I've said this many times on many shows on many different podcasts, I love to slow down. I love the quiet. And it's just it's an amazing place just to take it all in. I really I'm glad it's top on our list. Joe, you're a runner. Have you ever done this run? Because this is I don't know how far it is. I'm sure some of our running running group uh, have done this before how far it is around the lake because that would be a nice little run to start there and kind of go through spring. I mean, I guess you'd have to do it, you know, right at the beginning when springs opens. Cause it's getting a little busy, you know, to be jogging have, through springs. Maybe I have attempted I to do that. The problem is that if you go early in the morning, especially if the weather's hot, they actually have security and they will not let you run through there. So I've actually done a lot of my long runs oh, on okay. Saratoga Springs property. And I will say this, if you are a long distance runner and you are doing half marathon training or full marathon training, there is no better resort than Saratoga Springs. Not only do you have the vast amount of roads which in that uh, resort itself, there's many bathrooms, a lot of water fountains, and it also connects to Old Key West. You can even extend your run there without going on any of the public Walt Disney World roads. So I always say a lot of people will run around Crescent Lake. They'll run around Seven Seas Lagoon now as much as you can, but I still say Saratoga Springs slash Old Key West is some of the best running that you could do. But unfortunately, if you run late at night or if you run early in the morning, they the security is not too fond of that. I ran through uh, Springs, what has it been, two months ago? 
like fast. I had a beverage in my hand and I heard Dave was at Springs. And I was literally on the other side of the world, you know, whenever you're at Springs. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go see him real fast. And I'm like, oh, oh. and Dave had no idea that I was stalking him either. And I snuck up on him and, you know, gave him a little tickle. He jumped in the air and gave his, you know, Australian scream, hey. And uh, yeah, so I got to see you That's that exactly night. That's exactly how it went. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I didn't know that you needed to run to make it. Like, there's a thing called text messages. You can let me know that. that it was more fun there. to watch Katie run with um, her drink. Anyways, that, that was the whole point of it. I, I believe they don't like you running anywhere in a Disney theme park or on Disney property um, unless it is sanctioned as a run because running implies other things than co- can cause panic. So don't nice, do that. Nice. Um, <laughs> you you know what you you're you're at Springs all the time. Literally all the time. All the time. Um, you're probably Springs more than you are just about anywhere else on Disney property, uh, I would say. Do you ever walk over to Saratoga? Have you ever? I mean, I'm sure you've headed that way, but do you find your way over there often at all? Um, I've been to Saratoga a number of times. Um, I've played golf there. Um, a wonderful course, as Joe said. And, um, but I don't know if I've actually taken in the site as you described it. So. Um, oh, that's not true. I think I ate at Turf Club one time and then um, made my way out there one evening. So yes, I've probably, but yeah, it's not something that's way up on my list that I get the opportunity to experience like a an owner um, at, that is at Saratoga Springs on a regular basis. Well, Mike, you, uh, you know, you and I, you've stayed at Saratoga a few times. Um, you and I both, I think, would really enjoy cracking a drink sitting at one of these benches and just hanging out, man, S- you know, spending time together, chatting and, and taking in the scenery across the, you know, springs over there. Saratoga is one of those hidden gems. You know, uh, a lot of times whenever we would book our DVC stay, we would always try and stay, you know, the, the name, the more popular places, the Animal Kingdom, the Boardwalk, the, uh, you know, Polynesian. And then every once in a while you get a last minute trip and you get st- I don't want to say stuck, but you wind up going to a place maybe you don't want to go in a lot of that time to Saratoga Springs. But the few times that we've gone there and we've got to actually uh, do that kind of taking a break and look back, we've had rooms down in that area and it's been really nice. And I'm going to go and Joe would probably agree with me that Saratoga is definitely a hidden gem. And um, what's nice about that, it's one of those resorts that always seems to have availability uh, during the during the year. So you can if you're, if you're looking to do one of those relaxing trips, that is definitely one of the resorts that you want to have in your bookings because you can definitely have that little quiet moment and just really sit down and take it in. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, Joe, you nailed it with it's, it's become a more go-to resort for me. Like if I get a priority room, like a preferred room, it's lovely. Cause you're right across the street from the pool. And then that I mean, walk it's is funny easy. that like even Jen and I actually don't even prefer the priority rooms. We actually like the grandstand, which is actually if you go through the main gate and make the immediate right, it's in between holes 11 and 17 on the golf course. And it's a very actually a very quick walk to the main building. There's also a great little pool there and it's quiet. And I love I sit out on my balcony, whatever, and we have drinks. We just hang out. And it's just like it's a building we've stayed in like five times in a row at Saratoga. We love it. So it. It's it's such a big resort, but you know what? There's something for everybody there, and I, maybe I say it because I'm an owner and I've always been a fan of Saratoga. But you know what? It's it's growing in popularity. The Springs definitely helps it, and with the recent room renovations, it the rooms are have been beautiful. I've seen them online. Uh, I can't wait to stay in a, in a refurbished room. Well, let's uh, speaking of places you love, let's go to uh, 
Let's go over to Animal Kingdom for our next one, and let's talk about one of my favorite places inside Animal Kingdom. And we're going to call this Gibbon Point. Uh, Dave and I kind of agree that it's Gibbon Point. I hope this catches on and it takes off. And uh, yeah, sure. for those of you who don't uh, yeah. know, where is Gibbon Point, Dave? Um, so you're coming from Asia. Well, you're already in Asia, obviously. And you've come over the bridge from Discovery Island. Uh, you come in right near the Yak and Yeti restaurant. You turn right and make your way towards the uh, the Everest peak that you can start to see there and you come around that corner you see um you come past the gibbons and there is that that beautiful moment looking back across the water at Everest in the distance and all of the scenery and all of that incredible vibe that they create there in Asia Dude, that's that's one of the I think the most iconic photo pass spots the people may miss on their vacation you know like they want to be at tree of life they'll go closer to everest you know and catch it up there but that with the water behind you and then everest as your backdrop that is i love sitting right there because you get to see the gibbons too and they they jumping around they're yelling which by the way we we're chatting a little bit dave do you know how far yes. you can hear a gibbon whenever they talk whenever they yell oh um it is further than the distance of Pandora, because I've been at the entrance area into Pandora uh, very early in the morning. It was like 5.36 a.m. for a special event, and we could hear a noise, and everybody went, what is that? And they went, that's the gibbons. They're yep. awake. And you're like, oh, my goodness, that is huge. If you're there bright and early in the morning and you don't hear any of their sounds, a gibbon can be heard up to two miles away whenever they bellow. And uh, if you if you when you sit and watch the Gibbons, if you'll notice they're underneath their draws, they have a pouch and it'll expand and it's almost like a megaphone. I mean, it just you know whenever they they uh, they do their. Uh, can you do it? What, what, I'm, I'm, let's hear your Gibbon. How's it go? <laughs> Is this like a request for a yeah. Wookiee? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's, how's, it, how's it go? I'm going to defer to Mike. <laughs> Something like that. So, uh, <laughs> it's loud yeah, mike uh you guys ever find yourself over here just checking out the gibbons with everest in the backdrop you know what people watching enjoying maybe a, a nice coffee from right there i think there's a joffrey's coffee uh, spot right there isn't there oh yeah, uh, yeah joe yeah so yeah no that's a spot we've we've actually got to go through my photo passes and i think i do have some photo passes from that particular spot uh it's it's a great spot it's one of those places in disney where you talk about where you really step out of reality and you feel like you're somewhere else and that's definitely one of those places with the whole landscape really puts you like you're actually someplace else uh which you know disney does a fantastic job transforming you to just another place and that's one of those great examples of how that really makes you feel to be and it, like you're you're not in Disney World anymore. You're in some other you know foreign country. Not only that, it's also um, within that park. My favorite use of uh, forced perspective. Uh, the shading at the top of Everest is actually done intentionally so that as you're standing there, it looks miles away. And as you then turn to your left, come up around that corner that is never, and you get to the building that is never quite completed. Uh, that uh, that shift of uh, the image changes, and you go from this mountain that looks miles away to oh my goodness i've arrived at base camp uh and it's you've you've moved less than 100 feet 
and but you but it transports you miles and miles towards the peak in a matter of moments it is and it continues to blow my mind i feel like this is one of those um photo pass spots where i'm trying to think i'm going through all of the ones that my wife and i participated in and our my family's participated in that because of the lake in the background it's it's one of the ones that were there's nobody behind you you know you could be in the front of the tree alive you could be on sunset boulevard main street usa there's always people behind you and they do the and the photo pass guys do a great job of trying to like you know, zoom it down and trying to like focus in on you but this is one because the lake is behind you and you're kind of up against that railing especially with social distancing now and stuff that like there's really nobody behind you like i mean you if you go there early in the morning you get lucky like there will there i mean it's literally like in, in like dave said that use of forced perspective like you look like you're actually there with nobody behind you yeah, that's a good point i never thought of that yeah that's that's so when i first took katie to disney that was probably our favorite photo that we took the entire trip. Like her first vacation to Disney. Um, I have a photo of me holding her. Like I'm, I'm holding, you know, like, like, like cradling her, you know what I mean? And she's got her hands out and all that. And this, that's one of our go-to spots that we stop every time. And it's never a long line for photo pass there either. But to sit down there, have a cup of coffee or have some lunch or, you know, just take it in. Just take your time. Because if you look to your left, you got the Gibbons. You look to your right, you got the backdrop of Everest. You know, the sounds and the smells. It's just, it's the perfect spot for me to sit and just, for 15 minutes, just relax and enjoy Animal Kingdom. Um, let's go over to uh, to Epcot, though. Because Epcot has some amazing places to take in the sights and the sounds. And when you think, of, it's, it's so hard to narrow down. World Showcase, because you could pretty much go pavilion to pavilion and think of a great spot to sit and relax and for multiple different reasons. But I think we narrowed it down to the Canada Pavilion. And there's a couple different reasons why we did that. I, I would say one is the, uh, the backdrop of Canada, if you look inward towards the pavilion, um, especially if you make your way back into the pavilion with the waterfall and all that is breathtaking. But also that look over all of World Showcase, and if you turn to your left, you can see Spaceship Earth in the distance too. is just beautiful. It's just perfect. I three words: Epcot at night. It's magical. I mean, it really oh, is. Yeah. And then obviously, this yeah. is in the, you know not to pull the curtain back here, but this is probably not going to be our last Epcot spot for the show. And uh, <laughs> but I will say this: I, because you know Epcot doesn't have like an attraction, right? It's got you know you can walk through Epcot. It's got La Cellier. It's got the movie, but like it's it doesn't have like you know uh, a, a princess meet and greet or doesn't have you know Frozen, so you're not getting that crowd that stands around there, and because of that, it's not as crowded, and you could that gives you the ability to take it all in, and it's and it's amazing at night, and that's why I say Epcot at night. Every country has its own personality, but there's something special about Canada because it's not busy because just the architecture is amazing. It, it's it's special. It really is. I once got the opportunity to watch uh, the 4th of July fireworks for Epcot from what they call the Canada Pier. So they shut down the uh, the boats, the friendship boats that are out there on the water uh, a little bit earlier in the evening and you get to, and they actually use it as a staging area for um technical elements and one of the stage managers that is calling the show is standing there on that pier and i was good friends with him and he said 
do you want to watch it on the pier? And I was like, yeah, of course. Why else are we friends? Um, and so I got to uh, sit there and watch and particularly what they call the tag, which is so they would do the normal show as as is, uh, which was Illuminations Reflections of Earth. <sighs> Uh, yeah. Um, and, and then they would do the, the element, the extra element for the 4th of July and looking back across at America and which is one of the main focal points, obviously for that, uh, fireworks display, they launch off the top of that building was absolutely phenomenal not only that they have all the additional barges and if you're ever close to the water's edge um i highly recommend uh and this was pointed out to me by my friend he said don't look up to the sky look right at the water level and you can see the barge in those moments where it's like launching a dozen or more separate fireworks in the space of seconds you watch them and you see them sparking and you see this tiny little version of what then happens in the sky happening on the ground it's ridiculous oh, dude that's see i would look and by the way i in my head right now i'm just hearing the drums boom, boom. I'm like, oh <laughs> i just miss it so, oh you know what hey hold on look oh he's even got even his have shirt my on for illuminations a... farewell tour uh shirt rocking tonight so man Rock. that's happy happy accident uh mike you find yourself in in canada first off, let me ask you mike was sale the air over or underrated for you uh, overrated. I, I've eaten there, I think, maybe twice with Laura. Uh, it's good. I, I've had, I've, I'll just leave it at that. I, I, I've had better elsewhere. I don't know if it was just a particular meal at the particular time, or maybe I expected more, but, uh, it's, it's definitely not, it's not, it's a, not a have to do it kind of thing. I'll give it another try, especially as the kids get older, me and Laura having just a nice dinner on our own. But, uh, yeah, but I love Canada and I love that area. And like you said, there are so many great spots all around the world showcase, but there's definitely something special about the Canada spot. Sorry, I'm, I'm fighting a gnat here as I'm trying to, trying to listen to you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we look, let, let's just say this about Canada. I miss certain aspects of it musically you know, that, that used to be there. Um, that always drew me to that spot to grab, uh, a, a moose head or to grab, you know, some popcorn from right there. It's one of my go-to popcorn spots right there in Canada. Um, and we would find ourselves there in the evenings, um, especially listening to music and then waiting to watch the amazing illuminations, uh, RIP, um, miss you and love you. Uh, but yeah, Canada is definitely a great spot to just chill, taking it. We always seem to find ourselves there during food and wine more than anywhere else too, because Katie loves the steak and she loves the soup and Riley loves the soup. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's just go there first. So we always end up there. Um, we've never asked you to this. Mike and I have talked about it. Let's go through real quick before we go to our next one. Joe, uh, you coming into World Showcase left or right? Uh, we go left. Left. Yep. So Mexico first? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, what's the I reason? keep thinking International Gateway. Oh, no, we go, uh, we go right. If we're coming in from Future World, we go right. It's just, I don't know why. We just, we just always do. But for some reason, if we come in from International Gateway, we go left. So we go the opposite way. We will go through... The UK, yeah, it's interesting. It's, I don't know why. Huh. I think it's because, actually, I, I have no idea why. It's just ha it's habit. Is it just because you like? Is it just Canada and the UK are like your I, spots and like no matter what I guess, it draws you, know what you it's in? Too? I think that um, my wife loves to go get the Grey Goose slushies over in France, so it's kind of like that's yeah. the fastest way to that. So, um, yeah, I just we always from Future World, we always go right for some reason. We just always end in Mexico, but. 
we go the other way, we're going counterclockwise. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. I never really thought about it either. Yeah, that's that's odd. Well, now you have. Dave, do you have a rhyme or reason? Um, if you're coming, uh, if you're going to do, I'm actually with Joe on this as well. If you're coming in uh, to do drinking around the world, if that's the goal, um, come in through International Gateway and start with either England or France. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend France. Um, and that way, tequila isn't at the beginning so it puts you in a state from the outset and it isn't at the end because you shouldn't finish your night with tequila that way tequila falls somewhere in the middle either early or late but you've at least got a buffer on either side of yeah it. i always go right Ooh, it depends on the time of year for me uh oh. i go in in the colder months i go right because i go get a snake bite um there at rose and crown uh delicious drink try it next time you're there and if it's warmer i go left and start at la cava so uh hidden gem of um beverage options at epcot is going to be all the way up the back of france at the um at the ice cream parlor they actually do a ice cream martini where you can get a serve of either sorbet or um gelato and then they have three different liqueurs that they offer to complement it depending upon what you're drinking and do it just don't ask questions just go Jay, and do it. if you're listening cool. right now that needs to happen immediately immediately right, right i recommend the coconut or mint with the um whipped cream vodka oh yeah well let's stay in epcot for our next one um and let's uh i'm down with any of this let's stay in epcot for our next one mike uh, one great thing that I know you and I both appreciate is Figment. And we appreciate that area over by the Imagination Pavilion. And there are, there's a couple amazing spots to take it all in. I'm going to talk about one that not everyone's done because you have to be a DVC member. But we'll start here and then we'll work our way around the pavilion talking about some different spots. Heading up to the DVC Lounge. For me, that's a go-to spot to literally sit down Take it all in, relax, and it's just it's every single time we're in Epcot, we go to DVC Lounge. Oh, that's a I think it's a great geographic spot too because uh, you know you can get a lot done at Epcot, kind of finish off later with Figment or take that mid afternoon break. So geographically wise, it's a fantastic spot in the park, which is great. It's not right in the beginning; uh, it gives you time to you know do some uh, putzing around all throughout the day in Epcot, and you know get a lot accomplished under your belt. Uh, I like that particular spot. You get a lot of good views from over there. There's also a popcorn stand over there that I always love. I always grab the popcorn over there, mm-hmm. so you have that nice smell of the cart. You have the popcorn in hand, and you have a fantastic view around you. You get a little bit of you know, a glimpse of the fountain. You get a nice shot of Spaceship Earth. So that's definitely a great spot to literally just take it all in relax have some popcorn and and uh and even enjoy some air conditioning and some relaxation if it's a hot day up in the uh dvc lounge joe when we were talking a little bit about you know what to add to the list this was yours this was one you wanted to add to the list what made this spot so important to you that you would think this has got to be on the on our, our so well, like i said before epcot at night i love it um, and with some of the renovations that they're doing, they're adding some like larger lights in. It's kind of brightening it up a little bit. I'm not the biggest fan of that. The old school lighting, it was kind of very dim. It's very dark, dark. but yeah. it's the thing. When you're at Epcot at night, everybody tends to congregate more towards World Showcase, so it kind of calms down. And I love how the Imagination Pavilion is lit up 
I love like the rainbow colors on the building. I love listening to the the water jets, you know, shooting up, you know, the fountains going off. And also too is I've had some experiences there personal where, you know, there's been some trips. I remember my first marathon weekend. Um, my parents were down there gonna watch me run my first marathon. And I actually went to Epcot with me and my mom by ourselves. And we walked around Future World for a little bit. You know, she didn't want to walk too much, but we sat down on a bench right there and we just had a nice conversation. We were talking about old memories. And the same thing with my wife, you know, the first time me and Jen ever went to Disney World was Epcot and we sat in almost the exact same spot. So for me, it has many sentimental reasons. Like number one, as I love Figment, I love that area. It's very serene that it's like very dark and very quiet and just some of the experiences I've had. It's just sometimes it's just nice just to stop. Like, yeah, I didn't need to be around everybody drinking and having a good time. Like I just wanted to sit down and relax and say, wow, I'm in Disney World. This is amazing. I love being in Epcot at night. This is fantastic. And so that's why it's special to me. And I'm glad when I brought this up, you guys kind of felt similarly about it because it's just a spot that's it's kind of overlooked lately, you know, especially with Figment's been redone you know, recently. It's not the, the attraction it was once when it opened and kind of people kind of pass by it. But I think that um, at nighttime, it's just for me, it's just a special spot. If I gave Riley a list of attractions at Disney and I said you can pick five, Figment oh, would yeah, make her top five. And she's a thrill junkie, man. Like she loved like splash she's a smart space, kid. That's like why. you know, Tower Terror. Yeah, but Figment, that's like a must must do for us multiple times every time we're at Epcot because it's just I don't I, there's a simplicity to that area that I really enjoy. It's not over the top, it's not filled with a ton of stuff. Um, you know, you can almost like sit back in the corner over there. Like if you're going towards the imagination, uh, pavilion, if like towards the entrance to figment, if you go right, um, there's just a little like kind of crevice back in there where you can kind of just relax. And like you said, it's at nights, it's dark. It's kind of dim. I enjoy that. Like, I think that's, you know, you've, you've got the land right there to your left. You can see spaceship earth in the distance. You got the like Mike said the amazing smell of the popcorn that we always tend to to eat um, every single time. So for me, this is a no brainer. And I this area held memories for me as a child too because I, the 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 lily pads, you know, the fountains where it would jump from the lily pad to the lily pad, that I for some reason that just sticks in my mind as a child, and I just love that you know being able to go and it would go over your head you know and touch and all that. So I I really enjoy this area. I think the waterfall's beautiful. I think uh, I guess it's not really a waterfall; it's more of a water up water water, water feature water water feature why would you say that it's not a waterfall it's water but it looks like a waterfall but it's water all right people ddp family throw it out there leap a water leap i don't know i'm trying to think <laughs> of the opposite of falling i don't know either a water levitate i don't know i'm I'm out uh but yeah man that's that's a that's a good spot it's a really good spot you know dave you've been in the parks a ton of times um do you find yourself because you're there so often kind of mm, skipping over some of these places like you know especially this one because it, it does kind of sit in the court now you do have younger kids so i'm sure figment plays a big part in your vacations taking definitely. the girls on figment we definitely make a visit over there and um and yeah as you said i've walked through it literally thousands of times like and i'm normally making a beeline and ducking and weaving and all of that however the that is the beauty of these places is that you can visit them so many different times and then you do get that opportunity to go back and you go, Oh yeah, this mm -hmm. is great. Like you can stop and enjoy it. Um, and, and yeah, and particularly, 
particularly when you then have like a moment attached to one of these locations, a sentimental attachment, like Joe talking about stopping and talking with his mom. Like he walks there and he goes, this is that moment for me. Like it transports me back there. Like there's so many of these spread across Disney world, which is wonderful, but uh, future world is beautiful and it's going to be, I know it looks like, uh, like a little bit of, um, a dumpster fire at the moment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, but it's going to be. We'll get back there, okay? It's it's it, it, pardon. Please pardon the pixie dust, okay? Yeah, those walls, man. It's like, whew, you know, the first time I I went in, I was like, oh my goodness! Like when it brought you around to Nemo instead of just be able to walk right down the middle, I'm like, well, this is different, okay? Um, one thing that the one place that I sit and take it all in more than anywhere else on Disney property is our next spot on our list. And that is, and we're going to be really vague, but we could throw in some of our personal ideas, any resort balcony. Um, If you are staying at a a Disney resort that has a balcony, odds are at some point in your vacation, you're going to take a cup of coffee, a cold beverage or something out there. And you're going to just have some time, especially if you have young kids with you, that's almost like your escape haven to where you're like, oh, just need 10 minutes of quiet today, uh, and you escape to that balcony. For me, I'll go ahead and give you mine. My balcony I absolutely adore is at either of the Animal Kingdom Lodges. I can sit at Jumbo or Kidani and watch the animals and watch, you know, I would say the sunrise, but I'm never up that early, the sunset uh, over the <laughs> over <laughs> the resort and uh, enjoy a beverage and just take it in. Read. I, I take my Kindle out there and read sometimes and just take it in. It's amazing. I absolutely love it. I didn't know you could read. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm a weird reader, though, man. I read like I read like four books at a time and then listen to like three different like audible books. So I, I at any one point I have like anywhere from like seven to eight books going at a time. Solid. And they're all different. All they're all different. Um, this is why you and I are friends because that uh, you know that these two resorts also hold a special place for me. I love both of them dearly, and there is something serenic about it. Just yeah, there like, is. Uh, you just the serenity and the moment of just. Like, you know what it is? There's nowhere else you can do that except for there. Well, it's it, it's. I mean, the there, only there's place places around the world you could do it, but but there's the only, the place, only place that you can you do can that, see... and then you can go to the Magic Kingdom later that day. Right, right. Yeah. Um, we like to say that um, Sanaa is the only restaurant where you can see live animals while you're eating. The exception to that is obviously Coral Reef, but you're eating fish while looking at fish, and that's, that's kind of messed up, dude. That is yeah. like nobody needs that in their life. That like so at least you're not like sitting down to an African crowned crane. But I eat while... zebra domes while the zebras watch me. Yeah, but they're not actually made of zebras. <gasps> really? I can teach you how to make one if you need. Never mind. Oh, I would love to. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> my favorite, what's, what's your resort, bud? Well, you. I mean, listen. We've talked a million times on the on the uh, on the podcast before. You know, Animal Kingdom is my jam. That's definitely my uh, spot. I've even said before that if that resort was any place else in the country, that would be a vacation unto itself. So, uh, you know, my love for Animal Kingdom. I would definitely say the balconies at Jambo House or Kadani is definitely the best balcony to really take it in. So, like I said before, you know, I'm a Saratoga lover, and uh, me and Jen love to sit outside. We love to watch the golfers go by, so I would say Saratoga. Another one that um, 
it really hits to us is, and it's contrary to popular belief, at least in Central Florida, but everywhere in Central Florida is not full of palm trees, believe it or not. There's a lot of like mm-hmm. evergreen trees. And yeah. so when we stayed at the Poly and we just sit out on our balcony at the Poly and it's overdone with palm trees and tropical, you know, lush tropical plants, we enjoy that. Because even though we live in Florida, we, we don't like I like I have like I have magnolia trees outside my house. I don't have any palm trees outside my house. So it, it we enjoy that as well. So those are kind of the two things that we love is we love, you know, watching the golfers of Saratoga and we love to sit. We we had that balcony at the poly. Man, we really used that. We were out there all the time. So we, and we loved even if we just watched the um, the maintenance carts drive by. It was fun. We enjoyed it. I mean, it was just it was it was nice and quiet and it was, uh, it was something that we really took advantage of. Yeah, I'm going to throw into uh, Bay Lake and Contemporary. Like, uh, sitting out and you can see the Magic Kingdom in the distance. Like, I, for me, that's a go. And then I'm going to cheat and say my two favorite balconies um, on on Disney property is um, is not on property. It's on the Disney Cruise Line, uh, my balcony there. And then I'm going to also cheat and say my Alani balcony because that one's absolutely spectacular, too. Day at sea on a Disney cruise, Unbelievable. particularly Perfect. like the wonder where they don't actually need to travel any particular distance. And in the middle of the night, they turn off the engines. And by the time you wake up, like the ship isn't moving the water and it mm-hmm. looks like a piece of glass. And you're like, I could step on that. Dude, like- when I did the Panama <laughs> Canal cruise and yep. the the day before so we we're heading to columbia the day before and this has look we're, we're off topic but that's what we do uh, the day before we were going to go through canal we were going to columbia and so we, we were at columbia but then the next day you have nowhere to go like other you know you're getting ready to go through the canal the next day so at night we weren't even moving we were just sitting there you yeah. know and it's just breathtaking but then i will also go back and say when i did the transatlantic our balcony, um, it was like 34 degrees outside, 35 degrees outside, and absolutely freezing on our five-day crossing uh, from uh, Canada over to Dublin, Ireland. And it was absolutely atrocious. You didn't want anywhere near your balcony. And the reverse of that is that you are on a time crunch timeline whenever you're, you're crossing. And they, that ship is going full speed. Yep. Whatever the captain can get out of it, it is moving as quick as possible because they have to be in port on a particular day and yep. they can't afford a delay. Literally. Any, it, any resort balcony and then we'll throw in the cruise line and the line. Done. Very Just nice. Because I want to. Um, <laughs> and it makes me happy. Uh, let's, let's go. I tell you what, one of, one of my favorite, favorite spots. And I experienced this, uh, just a couple months ago when we stayed at this resort, um, was just taking a stroll and actually sitting in a chair on the beach surrounding seven seas lagoon. Absolutely breathtaking. I mean, breathtaking. Any of those beaches around seven seas lagoon are absolutely one of my favorite places to just sit down and just stop for the day. Just relax. Cold drink in hand and just relax. Uh, Joe, you were just talking about the Poly. Uh, You know, amazing spot to sit on the beach. I mean, it's one of those things where Jen and I would... And you think Poly Beach, you think the one that's right outside the main pool directly right behind uh, the Great Center Millennium House. I'm going left. I'm going towards Luau Cove, uh, where it kind of transitions from the Wedding Pavilion, uh, Poly to the Wedding Pavilion. And it doesn't get a lot of play over there. You know, People do use the walkway, but there's a lot of great like benches over there. Uh, the beach is usually like in perfect condition where you could kind of walk on it and like nobody's been on it all day. And 
you might not get the most clear view of the castle, but you know what though? Sometimes I don't need the castle. I look at the Grand Floridian. Had a lot of great memories there growing up. I look at the Contemporary and Bailey Tower. I mean, the Contemp, she stands, she's an icon. She stands there all lit up. She looks beautiful. I mean, and just sometimes even when the Luau's are going on, you get a little bit of the Luau Cove music. I, it's just it's an awesome spot, and you have the option now of even walking through the Grand Floridian a little further. So you get the best of all the worlds, and I love listening to the little resort launches honk their little horns as they're driving around Seven Seas Lagoon. <laughs> I mean, I get a kick out of it. Um, when, when I play golf at the Palm and Mag, I mean, that's I love hearing those little launches. You know, it just those are the sounds we associate with Disney World, and so that's my go-to spot is that specific beach right by Luau Cove. Well, this podcast got its start with two guys uh, holding hands uh, on the beach there at the Poly, um, you know, talking about doing this show, and that's Mike and Jay. And they took in took in the breathtaking views, and uh, and Mike said, yeah, I'd love to do a podcast. Remember that, Mike? That's exactly what I was going to say. I said, if it weren't for that beach, we all wouldn't be talking right now. It's because uh, Jay and I had a quite a long, nice conversation out there, and uh, it's it's from that what spawned this show, well, at least me part of being on this show, and uh, that's that's how it all started, was from that beach. Jay had blackmail on me, that's the only reason I'm here, <laughs> so true. I'm still, you know, still still locked in. <laughs> uh, Dave, uh, this is one of those where if you're at the Poly, or if you're at the Grand Floridian, and just that whole area, there's something, you know what for me it is? It's the birth of Walt Disney World, if you really think of it. It's the birth of Walt Disney World. Because we have Seven Seas Lagoon because we have Walt Disney World. Correct. Because we have the Magic Kingdom. Every single time I'm on a ferry boat going across there uh, to a day at Magic Kingdom or um, or standing on one of those beaches, um, I'll actually... Uh, I know it gets crowded, but um, particularly now it didn't used to, um, but I used to turn right um, from that beach at Polly and go up to the grassy lookout area where it juts out a little bit uh, there. And um, I have some very fond memories there. And every single time I'm there or on that ferry boat, you, you have to take stock of that this was a swamp. This this waterway didn't exist, and this was part of the construction where they completely dug out this man-made lagoon uh, and dumped it all on top of uh, to (laughs) build up the Magic Kingdom. Like it's it's a structural marvel, and it's incredible. Yeah, it's 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 a great place, and not only that. Look, when you can sit there and you can watch the electric water uh, uh, pageant, you know, going by, I mean, it's 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 perfect. That that spot's just absolutely perfect. And I know what everyone's saying right now. They're all saying, Joe, what in the world, man? We've done this list. You've done like six already, and we haven't done anything inside the Magic Kingdom. What's wrong with you? I'm blaming it on Joe. Yeah. We're going to go to our next one, and we're taking you inside the Magic Kingdom, which I think getting a bench, sitting down, cup of coffee – and just taking in whether you look inside the Magic Kingdom or you look outside the Magic Kingdom, the train station at the Magic Kingdom is our next go-to spot to sit down and take it all in. Uh, Joe, do you ever find yourself stopping as you enter those archways and you come through? Do you ever think, you know what, I'm just going to sit and look down Main Street for a little bit? So I never... 
if you're, I've never really stopped, but like I always, when I come around the, I come through the archways and I come around the corner and I see Cinderella Castle and all of her, all of her glory standing there. I do miss the old version, not the rose gold version. Do you? But, I kind of like the new one. It's growing uh, on. But me. I also am the guy who liked the twenty fifth birthday cake. So go figure. Yeah, you're so, weirdo. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, um, weirdo. That's when it kind of hits me. But I will say I am guilty of not stopping and sitting like you guys are describing. This is one of the two things on our list tonight that I actually haven't really partaken in. So, yes, I've seen it. I've come around the corner, especially during Run Disney events. It's amazing. But I've never really taken that opportunity to really sit down and look down Main Street, straight down and take it in. And that's, you know, after this list, the next time I go to the park, I'm going to have to maybe slow my wife down and be like, you know, let's just stop here for a minute and just take it in and, you know, see what it's like. But uh, but it is kind of a, it is something nice when you make that corner. You're just like, wow, I'm really here. Yeah, even the middle of the day, like if you're if you're leaving, like grab a popcorn from right there and a drink and go up there and just take in, you know, take in some time. Um, one of my favorite things to do when I'm up there, especially now that the the railroad's not running, is actually walk through because they have the train sitting there that you can go take pictures of. And you not only get that view, you also get the view looking out uh over Seven Seas Lagoon and the same view kind of backwards that we just talked about in the last one. That's for me is absolutely beautiful each way. And I know Dave, that's one thing when we were chatting about this, you said, look, you can't go wrong either way you look. Correct. You get to that train station and there's wonderful things to see. We just discussed the view coming from the other direction. So we don't need to talk too much about that. But um looking out across Seven Seas Lagoon. But there is I have spent a large amount of time, a significant amount of time uh, in my previous role standing at the top of that train station. Um, and it is, it's breathtaking. It's amazing. Did you do that just so you were easy to find or so like? Um, it's actually one of the uh, locations that is utilized by. Gotcha, um, to find yourself. Yeah. The well, um, it's a parade viewing location. Uh, oh, gotcha. Okay, perfect. Held. Perfect. Lots Remember of people those? try to go up there. Don't go up there. They, Remember those parades? Those oh, things were awesome. There was a I parade. It was I like, loved. yeah. Remember those and fireworks? Those like, were amazing. I like, love those. Like a year ago. I can't wait to get them back. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just ready, man. I'm ready. Now, you know what? I'll never, I will never again, Mike, be walking down Main Street going, I got to get to ride space and just walking by the parades. Like for now on, I'm sitting take, cause I'm like, this may be the last time I ever see a parade. Like I'm taking it in. I'm going to watch every float come down main street USA. Even if I'm like four deep, you know, by the Emporium and I'm looking over Doesn't like matter. some tall guy's head. That's like five foot nine. I, you know, I just, I'm going to be peeking around him. I am right there the whole time. Oh, <laughs> I think Mike's, I think Mike's asleep. Sorry. I think Mike's- I think Mike's falling asleep on us. No, I got something in my throat. He he was all choked up. He was just thinking about the fireworks. It was all emotional over Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to remember my last. You ever going to watch parades again, Mike? Uh, I'm going to take a lot of things in. It's been a long time since I've been down there. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, admire the gum on the sidewalk when I go there. If there's ever any, it's not that there ever is, but man, I, I miss a lot of it, but yeah, I mean, fireworks and parades, it's definitely take for granted. I I've spent, I would never have gone up to that train station to actually stop and take in that view, but quite a few times we've done that ride with the kids and, um, obviously you've waited for the train and, and waiting for that train. I've really admired the view from up there. Uh, I've never gone out of my way to go up there and do it, but like you said, either way you're looking, you have a fantastic view. Oh man, it's just great. And for me, like the train is, we talked about in the last show, the train for me is one of the best attractions at Walt Disney World. 
Like, I, I know people are like, you're crazy, you know? But I love it. I absolutely love it. I miss I it I absolutely lot. love it. I'll take it in every single time. Um, so now we've fulfilled our, our, our goal of having at least one Magic Kingdom spot. Uh, let's go to my absolute favorite spot. Maybe a Walt Disney World, period. And that's California Grill. Top of the world. On top of the contemporary. Opening day resort. Historical mural, you know, from Mary Blair in the lobby. Uh, you can take in the the smell of the contemporary in Bay Lake is like one of the greatest ever ever done. Uh, and then to go up top, and at night we'll once again refer back to fireworks, nighttime spectaculars, amazing views of the Magic Kingdom, of Seven Seas Lagoon, of the Poly, of you know the uh, uh, Grand Flow, all those spots, man that's where it's at. And not only that, I'm stuffing my face with a filet and a delicious Disney red wine. You kidding me? And I get that view? Stop it. That is one of my top spots. All right. To take it all in. I got a question for you, Justin. Sure. Um, if it's one of your top spots, what's your emotional connection to that location? What's your, what's your moment? That, similar to Joe you know what it is? chatting it's with Katie his mom. and I spot. That's what it is. It's, so Katie and, when Katie and I first started going to Disney... Uh, we literally had no money, none, like broke, broke. So we didn't stay on property. We would stay at those like $35 a night hotels where you had roommates and they had, you know, lots of legs and crawled around on the floor. Those were our spots that we stayed at because we had zero money when we were first started dating. And so the only way to see some of the resorts that we always hoped to stay in one day was to go eat at them. And so we thought, you know what? We're going to do one nice meal our first vacation. And we went to California Grill. And okay. we had, it was our first trip ever to Disney together. And, and it was just, I remember going, and Becky was our server. And Becky is still there today. Um, she's absolutely incredible. Um, and when we see her, it's like seeing family. And she just made such a big deal of like us being there. You know what I mean? Like we're, dude, we're another table. Like we're a young 20-something couple. You know, like this is the splurge for our vacation. And she made this just huge deal of like, thank you so much for being here. And we're happy, you know, that you're here. And almost made us feel, she's from New Jersey originally, but almost made us feel like family, you know, like right off the bat. And that's just our spot, man. Every time we go, and it's weird because there's so many great restaurants and we've eaten at almost all of them, but there's so many great restaurants that we love, but that just always draws us in. It's good food, but also the people, man. Of course. I've always said this. Cali Grill is, for those of you who have not been, it's fine dining with a casual attitude. Okay. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, it's fine dining, but it's laid back. It's loud. You can you can see in, in the... It's not know, as it's stuffy open. shirt as some No, it's not. And yeah, I think people okay. think it is, too. Right. Because of the location. I think people think it's like, oh, man, I don't want to go there because I'd have to wear a suit or something like that. It's like, no, right. it's not like that at all. So, yeah. It's our go-to. Um, I actually have an emotional connection to it as well, which is why I love it. And I know that this is my emotional connection, which is why I wanted to ask you that question. Um, I surprised my wife um, with my proposal. And as part of it, um, I had to trick her on a number of elements of my life, including I booked a fake gig, a fake event that I was working that evening so that she didn't think something was going on that day. Um, it was on my calendar. She knew that that was what was going on. I had this, I, my boss was in on it and booked it 
so that if she was like, Oh, what time does Dave finish this event? She would be able to see it. Um, And what was actually happening was that I had booked us dinner after I proposed um, uh, at Cali Grill. At Cali Grill, not it. knowing that her parents went on their honeymoon to Disney World and ate at Top of the World uh, restaurant, the world. Yeah. which was then renamed California Grill. Yeah. So we actually ate there that, and it's still one of my favorite moments in Disney World ever. And Absolutely. it's. Uh, yeah. It's a breathtaking view. The only other thing that I will say is if any of the listeners have never seen a fireworks display from that point of view, uh, it totally changes mm-hmm. the way you see it. Um, even it changes your interpretation of it when you then watch it again in the park because most people don't realize that those larger uh fireworks and larger explosions are actually launched from a location nearly a quarter mile behind (laughs) uh the castle it's all the way out the back and until you see it from that location you don't really get the right angle because once again that forced perspective and uh how they launch it and uh how they time it all but then once you see it from there it just changes and you're like it blows your mind you realize how massive that fireworks show is once you see it from there you're like oh okay cool they're launching from all over the place oh, and it doesn't look yeah. that way down main street no they're launching all over the place um joe do you all ever make it to the top of the let's talk about we, we talked about cali grip let's talk top of the world for a second because this is another one of those things that's dvc specific um, you ever make a top of the world when you guys are in? Yeah, we, we definitely try to. Um, and a lot of times it will actually pan in. If we do dinner at California grow, we will actually take in a little bit over there and we'll actually go over to just to change it up a little bit. We'll head over to, you know, top of the world just to, you know, kind of mix up the bars a little bit, you know, different kind of lounge, different kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have, I mean, and not all the time when we're doing dinner as well, but we, we try to make it over there. Um, we try to, you know, it's one of those DVC perks. It's like, listen, we were, We've gone to all these different bars or lounges. Let's go up to the top of the world, and especially when we have friends that are staying or DVC or or you know we, we take them up as guests or whatever. And a lot of times they're like, yeah, we can take up guests or whatever. Uh, it's it's a kind of a cool thing to kind of show off a little bit to your friends, but uh, it, it's a great view. And I just want to point it out something about the view of fireworks. Uh, if this happened a lot with Hallow Wishes when you get the 360 degree, I guess they call it 360 degree. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you actually see, and you know, as Dave said, like, you know, the main fireworks are launched like a quarter mile away. When they're doing the, the 360 degree, it's not really 360, but it, it feels that way. They're launching them from like these like pads in the woods. And you're like, dude, where are they launching these things from? It's like, you know, and it gives you a really cool sense of like, because they're shutting down roads to do this. They got the yeah. Florida Highway Patrols call- out there. I mean, it's like yeah, they're shooting them off like the middle of the woods. You're like, okay. <laughs> they're on like the ninth tee over there. Yeah, it's like, pretty, oh, pretty they much. Call yeah. it, they call it perimeter fireworks. Perimeter fireworks, that's what it is, road, yes. Yeah. The road um, around the outside that forms that perimeter, they actually use the road as a launch site um, because they need a hard surface to get the propulsion upwards. So, yeah, perimeter fireworks. And I I guarantee you, and I don't guarantee, but I think that whenever, if these ever do come back, they launch them so far on the one side, closer to the Grand Floridian, they will probably shut down that walkway while they're doing it. Oh, I bet they will. A hundred percent, I bet they will. Because I don't. Because I think they launch them. And Dave, you'll probably say it's probably the road that's by me by Reedy Creek back there, where the fire station is. Possibly, I don't know. But like, they might even shut down that walkway because it's like, you know, they're always extra careful. But that's how far wide these things 
they range out and you get that view from Cali grill or from top of the world lounge. It's, it's pretty cool. It gives you a, almost like a, they pull the, it pulls the curtain back a little bit. You know what I'm saying? When you don't get that in the park. You are 100% right on the location back there near the Reedy Creek Fire Department, uh, just uh, near that intersection there uh, is one of their launch sites. And um, I, I hadn't thought of it until you said it. And yeah, you're probably right. It's going to affect that walkway. Because there's they're no very way careful. they can let people walk through. They're, no. They're extra careful. Uh, they're extra careful. It's considered a fallout zone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was multiple uh, fallout zones for when the DDP cruise happened, uh, and we all would head to Top of the World almost every night. And Mike, we, <laughs> we, we, uh, some of us may have consumed more than others, um, and we had an absolute blast, blast up there um, with all the DDP family that sailed with us. Because we were taking up guests, we were taking up people. I mean, it, dude, we, we, we took over Top of the World Lounge. Yeah, I have some of the some of the best pictures that we have from that Disney Dad cruise was from Top of the World Lounge. Just fun. It was like family sitting together in those booths. Uh, we took over up there. Uh, when you walk in and the uh, the cast members knew what you were drinking and they kind of had your stuff lined up for you already, you knew you'd been there quite a bit, quite a few times. And, uh, you know, obviously they were fantastic up there. We had the same uh, cast member as our waitress a few times, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I really liked it. I mean, that was... I'd spent some time up there before in previous trips, but that Dizzy Dad trip definitely made it a lot special because we got to spend up there with, you know, extended family, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And we are going to do another Disney Dad's trip, everybody. I've had multiple people reach out and uh, have wondered if we're shooting for something in 2021. Guys, we're still just on hold until we figure out what's going on. But as soon as we know, like, hey, we can do the green light to have a mass amount of people, you know, whenever we can. We, can, we need to be able to get 100 people in a big group. <laughs> so once we can do that... It's on. We will start planning the next DDP trip. Um, let's let's head over to uh, Animal Kingdom. Back to Animal Kingdom. And uh, Dave, one of the ones you definitely wanted added to the list is standing in the middle of Pandora to take it all in. Talk about places that I have walked into hundreds, if not thousands of times. And I continue to be blown away every single time. There is not a time I have stood in Pandora and been like, eh, whatever. It, it's breathtaking. It's incredible. Between the, the floating mountains and the, the waterfalls, the backdrops, the, the flora and fauna, well, and sounds of animals anyway, um, but the flora both authentic and real and um, alien and created, um, like the, the way it is intertwined and the way it tells the story. And not only that, the way, like most people may not even think about this, but they wanted you to intentionally have to take a journey to get there. If we remember the beginning of the movie avatar, he has to go into a sleep mode while they go light years across the galaxy. That's why you have to walk all the way up to the tree of life and then do a gigantic U-turn and walk all the way back down into Pandora because they wanted it to be a journey that you go on to get there so that when you walk in there, you just, not only are you exhausted, you're also, <laughs> your breath is taken away because you go, it's it's amazing you and until and you can watch an ad on tv you can you can see somebody's photo but until you have stood there 
and looked up at, and here's the, the thing that blows me away about it is that part of the incredibleness of the movie Avatar is that everything was done with technology and green screen. They never really created a set of Pandora. They didn't build the planet of Pandora. You think about um, uh, Star Wars and New Hope in 1977, like the, they actually went to Tunisia to the desert in order to then film um, Tatooine. But they didn't have to do that because the technology allowed them for Avatar to do green screens and things like that. So these guys were then given the task to literally build a planet that hadn't even been a set piece. It was zeros and ones in a computer program, and they had to figure out how to do this. And one of my favorite moments that I have is standing there with, um, I want to say he was about 12 and this kid looks at it and goes, how do they do that? I said, well, there's this metal in the soil called unobtainium and it forms poles and it pushes against each other and it makes the mountains rise. And he looks at me and he goes, I've seen the movie. That's not what I meant. Um, because, because, and I mean, I know how it was built. I saw it going through construction mode and I can break it down for you and show you where the, the stress points of the construction are. But to an average person just looking at it, the way these vines are loped off the side of these floating mountains, it doesn't make sense. And it's amazing. Yep. I no, love I Pandora. I, I, I love sitting over there. You know what? It's weird too, man. Joe, we were talking earlier about the, you, you made the point that over the picture forever. So by given point, uh, man, I hope that catches on DDP family. Start using that given point. That's what we're calling that spot over by given point over there. Um, is one of the only spots you can get a picture with no one in the background. I think Pandora is the other one. They've really set it up well with different tiers tiered levels to where like the photo pass photographers and the way they're shooting up kind of, uh, on you, uh, you don't really have anybody in the background there too. If I'm really thinking there's a couple you do, but there, you know, the one spot I'm talking about, like if you walk up above the main level, there's always a photo pass photographer right there with a waterfall in the background. Um, that's a, that's a money spot too to go get, go get a photo done. And I, it would not surprise me with the, uh, the creation and development of Pandora. If this is something that they actually thought about and, incorporate it into their designs i don't know that for a fact but that's probably something that disney and the imagineers and everybody who had her hand in it probably you know maybe even thought about you know like, hey mm -hmm. this is you know this is something that you know we want to think about i will say this it, with regards to standing in the middle of pandora i've never seen avatar i don't think i have any interest in ever seeing avatar i know there's supposed to make like nine of them i have no interest in it at all <laughs> i know dave's about to kill me i will say this dave out of the last three lands that have been built, Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge, and Pandora, this is the one I enjoy the most. And I've seen the Toy Story movies. I've seen the Star Wars movies. For the most part, the last couple I haven't seen. Um, I did enjoy the original 4, 5, 6 of Star Wars, but then that kind of lost me. I don't get that feeling when I stand in the middle of Galaxy's Edge. I, I'm kind of like, eh, okay. Like, it's just it's not my thing, and that's okay. Um, but Pandora, with just, just how it was built and how it looks and the sounds and everything... I've never seen the film. I don't even want to see the film, and I'm, enth and I'm enthralled by it. That's the cool thing. That's when you know they did it right. 
is when okay so we just we just got jay to finally watch it he had never watched it right ever and we finally even watch it and he calls me and he he was in pandora and he goes i get it now he was like, it makes it so much better now that I understand. Because Jay was the same way. Jay was like, I'm never watching this movie. I'm good. Jay's not really a movie guy. Like he, If Jay watches like three or four movies a year, that's a lot. You know what I mean? And like he watched TV shows, but not movies. And Mike and I, we kept kept telling him, dude, watch, just watch it. Like, give it a chance. You know what I mean? And finally he watched it and he was like, okay, it makes that land so much better now that I understand the story. So is this like homework for me? Well, yeah, why don't we do we'll it? We'll have to watch this, and then like y'all have I'll to. I'll buy like, it for you. I'll buy it for you. I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you. A I, I'm sure I could find it on like you know Disney Plus or wherever. You I know. was gonna <laughs> say, isn't it on Disney Plus? I, I don't know. I think I still I, I still have a subscription that's active. Even <laughs> so, I'll have to watch on, it. We, I mean, I just you gotta you gotta get this done, and also, um, you know, the fact that the amazing thing about Pandora is their water doesn't have to be water. You know, it's uh they can have certain portions of their waterfall. That's you know, not water. I feel bad. And I'll just leave it at that. I feel bad. I think I dis- disappointed Dave a little bit. I, I want to like almost like watch it to like have him, you know, think better of me. Oh, you a hundred percent disappointed. I Dave. see you a lot. Smack Mike, me, you've seen, you know? you've seen that. Right. We, I'm not, I'm not speaking for you on, on bad terms, right? You've seen it. I saw it Christmas day. I think when it came out in the movies, uh, yeah. I've, I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, I definitely went to go. I believe I, Kind of bought into the hype that this was going to be this mega, mega movie. And, and I think it was Christmas Day when it came out. And that's when I saw it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I saw it in the movies. And I watched it a couple of times at home with the kids. And uh, I liked it. Uh, that area, you know, we were talking about just taking it all in. That area at night. I know we said how good uh, Epcot is at night. But I think that is definitely one of the best spots at night. And for a long time, Animal Kingdom really wasn't a nighttime spot. Yeah, uh, It was kind of like, you know, Animal Kingdom would close 5, 6 o'clock. And that was pretty much done um that really brought the nightlife to animal kingdom with the addition to that park and i love walking into that area especially at nighttime the colors the sounds and just the overall uh you know out of out of out of this world experience you get when you walk in there and uh, uh as good as it is nighttime is definitely my favorite time to take it all in in that area yeah and people too like you know, sit, sit down and watch the drums. You know what I mean? Like, sit down and, like, take time. Like, enjoy it. You know? Like, you don't have to rush through there just to get to Flight of Passage, you know, or get to Navi. Like, sit down, you know, get a little get a little food, a little drink, enjoy some drums. Like, it's it's got some great spots to just sit down and hang out. So, Tully Canteen is my favorite quick service restaurant on Disney really? property. Yep. I will fight you on it. I will die uh... on this mountain. I, I'm, I'm still gonna go. Oh man, mm. I love Pecos Bills, which is getting an over, getting a, a, a refer by the way, Cap- uh, coming up. So Captain Cups. that's exciting. Don't get me wrong, I love some Pecos Bills. Yeah, I and stand also, by Satouli. I love Woody's to- uh, toy box. I was say toolbox, like Woody's that toolbox. Too. <laughs> toy um, box. That's that's so good. Woody's toolbox with some seating might be. That's better. a plus, and some more shade See, in the but summer. But that's why Satouli has you. Like Satouli has plenty of seating indoor, outdoor. What's the name of the restaurant that you and I ate at, you and me and Jay ate at um, in Galaxy's Edge, the quick service there? Um, is, no, Bronto Roasters is the walk-up. Uh, yeah. Docking Bay, Docking yeah, Bay 7. Or Docking that was Bay good. Yeah. That, yeah. That was good. Yeah, Docking Bay 5 maybe. Um, one of those. Um, yes, it's got good food as well. Once again, seating is a little bit of a challenge. Moving on. We've talked that before. We've talked quick service restaurants before. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, let's move. we got one left, guys. Um, one spot left to sit down, relax, take some time away, and take it all in. 
at Walt Disney World, and this is probably my favorite spot, and that would be Crescent Lake. That talking about uh, um, amazing walks or amazing places to just relax. Uh, Crescent Lake for me, and for those of you who don't know what Crescent Lake is, it's the lake that sits right in the middle of Boardwalk, Beach Club, Yacht Club, uh, that area. Joe, we were chatting a little bit about before the episode. This, I don't think it matters where you are. I think each individual person may have their own spot they like better than the other. Like for me, my favorite spot is over by Beach Club, looking at the boardwalk at night, uh, lit up. But I know you probably have somewhere different that you, because that's the cool spot about this is all the way around, there are great unique uh, viewpoints and great unique ways that you can sit down, relax, and take it all in. Just like every Disney resort is, there's something for everybody. There's a a view here for everybody. Jen and I just experienced this uh, a couple weeks ago. We had dinner at El Molino. We went over to Epcot. We we did, uh, we rode test track. We didn't really partake in the festival. We came back. It was still like 9, 930. We decided to walk around the lake. Our car was parked at Beach Club. And because um, we were originally trying to go to uh, Beaches and Cream for the walk up, it didn't work out. That's why we got to park yeah. there. But one spot, and we are big fans of the Swan and Dolphin. We love the restaurants in there. We love Shula's. We love Il Molino. Um, you know, we and what's the other place in there? Oh, Todd English's Blue Zoo because my wife likes seafood too. Is that good? I I mean I don't eat seafood, but she she likes it. Uh, so but I love the. Re- I've heard I, good things, but I haven't eaten there yet. But the restaurants in there are fantastic. But I will say this: once you exit the Swan and Dolphin, there is a bridge, and I've run over it many times uh, mm-hmm. for Marathon Weekend. Uh, but it's a bridge that the 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 boats go underneath, and we literally just went up on the railing, and we just kind of like we had a drink in our hands. We bought a a beer at a Dundry Sundries over at the boardwalk. And we stopped and we just looked and you can see the boardwalks on the right, Yacht and Beach on the left. You can kind of see Spaceship Earth in the background. And I took a video and maybe we should post it like in in a Disney Dad's uh, Facebook page, but I did a 360 video. There wasn't a soul around and it was so serene and it was just so chill. And that was our spot. And we just, we literally stood there for like 15 or 20 minutes. We just started chatting about stuff and it was awesome. And I, that's, that was our spot. Everybody has maybe their spot in that area, but we loved it, and because uh, it's elevated too a little bit, because the boat's going underneath it, so you get a nice little elevated view. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that would be our spot around Crescent Lake. Yeah, it's we stayed at um, we stayed at uh, Beach Club. Uh, what December? Yeah, December. Um, we stayed at our Beach Club, and we tried to do the walk up because I've never done the uh, the the huge ice cream like the you know the kitchen sink. And we could one couldn't get a reservation like they were only doing reservations Um, and the walk up. Luckily, they were still doing the small like kitchen sinks, you know, the Mickey and Minnie ones. And now they've stopped doing that. So they uh, I think we caught on like one of the last days they were doing it. But yeah, that's just that walk around there is beautiful. I ran into uh, (laughs) I ran into Warren Sapp there one time. Uh, I was there for Pro Bowl weekend. Or whatever it was, like some football thing that was going on, and they had the stage set up on that that same bridge you were talking about, like down there by Jelly Rolls and all that, where they the uh, ESPN was doing all of their filming, and we were staying at Boardwalk at the time, and I was like, oh, this is cool. There's football players everywhere, so I was like, this is pretty cool. Those are good old fun. days. The good old days. Mike, you ever make your way over there? You stay at Boardwalk every now and then, right? No, I haven't stayed at Boardwalk yet. As a matter of fact, Boardwalk was supposed to be my place to stay at on my last vacation. Actually, my last two I'm vacations. So sorry. I I, I'm so sorry. I That's keep all right. bringing it up. But I uh, know we stayed at Beach Club before, and I've had a little experience on that back lake. Uh, not a lot, but I definitely... 
from from what I saw back there, I definitely want to take it in the next time that I'm there. Uh, Boardwalk was a place that I actually really wanted to stay. We were excited about our reservation the few times we had it, and uh, hopefully in the near future we'll get to experience it more. We always talk about uh, like unique new things Disney could add. Think about if they added a over-the-water restaurant there. Let's say off the boardwalk or somewhere. Like, it would be beautiful. Like, outdoor seating, 360 degrees around the restaurant. It would be absolutely breathtaking. Um, there's a restaurant that they put into the expansion that happened at the... Um, most recently for the Grand Destino oh, uh, yeah, yeah. building. Yeah. And they yeah. put a restaurant in the middle of the water there. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely spectacular with amazing views, great food. I highly recommend. One of our really, really good friends uh, is, well, uh, pre-COVID, worked at Toledo and Dahlia. And so, yeah, so we would go over there and see him. And uh, and then, yeah, that restaurant is just like if you look out there, talk about amazing views. I mean, we'll get into a l- really quick lightning round here in a minute. Uh, that may be one of mine. But yeah, Crescent Lake, absolutely breathtaking. Uh, guys, speaking of lightning rounds, let's let's do this really quickly. Uh, everyone, give me like one or two of the ones that maybe you left off or we left off your list. Uh, Mike, let's start with you, buddy. Uh, one that didn't make the list that maybe uh, you you know could see the where you sit down, take it all in, enjoy the sights and sounds. Uh, what's one that didn't make the list there? You know, one of the places that I wish I could spend more time on when I would, when I, the couple, first couple of times I went to uh, Blizzard Beach, I went some plummet and I was pleasantly surprised by being at the top of that, being able to see all of the parks. Uh, when we first went to Blizzard Beach, the Mickey, the, the, uh, the hat was over in Hollywood Studios. You could see the uh, Spaceship Earth. You could see uh, the castle from up there, and you could see the Tree of Life. So I thought being at the top of the Summit Plummet was an amazing spot because you got a view of all of the parks all in one shot because you're so high up. It was one of the few places I think you could actually see that. So uh, not that you spend a lot of time up there because you kind of got to get rushed to go down the slide, but that few couple of moments when you're up there, you can just really take a breather in and really overlook the Disney property in a whole. It's a great one, man. I, I, I've never uh, seen it because I don't have the courage yet to do some plummet, but maybe one of these <laughs> days I'll, I'll see that view. Um, it'll, be, it'll be good to go. Uh, but Dave, you were mentioning we were talking about the list, that that's the one place you can see all four icons. It is. It is the only place in Disney World where you can see the four icons uh, at the same time. So um, it's, yeah, it is a spectacular view. And you, I suppose you can chicken out and get all the way up there, take your picture, and then walk your sorry butt all the way back oh, that's down fine. With I, can everybody. I have no shame so that's fine i do not worry about that at there's all. That's, there's that's going good. to be well, there's going to be 12 year old girls there shame that's r- 12 year old my, my riley will be like i'm good yeah i'll meet you at the bottom dad I'm like all right <laughs> i'll be there in down 10 minutes um now now well now that the hat is gone can you still see into hollywood studios well, we consider the icon now to be Tower, Tower of Terror. Terror. Okay, so yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing that. That I just remember seeing the hat because that was my, uh, that was to me the Magic Kingdom kind of, you know, icon. So long, farewell. Oh, yeah. I'll be good night. I miss the hat. Eh, miss what that. Uh, no, Dave, what's, sh- what's yours? Um, I had a couple. Um, one that you and I shared, but the one that I wanted to mention is there's, and in the vein of Jay sitting down on a bench, uh, there is a bench at the exit of Toy Story Midway Mania, uh, located in the exit queue area as you're walking out. And I've waited by that bench many times uh, in my previous role. And 
watching and listening to families walk off that particular attraction, um, you will literally hear the same conversation a hundred ways with a hundred different outcomes of who won and what their excuse was and what uh, for not winning and um, just the interaction and that moment of shared excitement that everybody has is there's no view because you've got giant bamboo growing all <laughs> around you. You got nothing you around you. Yeah. You can't see anything, but um, except maybe like a random light post made out of a straw. Um, but there, yeah, it's just, it's one of my favorite places to just breathe and enjoy the excitement that that particular attraction and one of my favorite attractions uh, brings to so many people. Love it. Joe, how about you, buddy? What did we miss on your list? I'm going to do two real quick ones. Uh, you guys know I'm a big resort guy, more resorts over the parks. So first one real quick is at Old Key West uh, between uh, Building 62 and a Hospitality House. Uh, when I'm waiting for my reservation at Olivia's, I'll grab a drink with Jen. I will go stand over the bridge there and watch everybody uh, approach the fifth hole over the water because you, you guys know I'm a big golfer, so I enjoy that. Second one is Disney's Contemporary Resort, Garden Wing South. Um, if you, Ooh, if you, okay. If you walk, uh, if you stay in the Garden Wings, this, this gets no love, and I really hope that Disney never knocks these things down because they are un- they are very underrated rooms. You walk the pathways. Nobody ever goes back there. You go back there at night. It's a little dark, a little freaky. Kind of reminds you of of, uh, of uh, a future world at night. But you watch the boats as they go past through the water bridges on their way to either uh, Wilderness Lodge or over to Fort Wilderness. And it's super quiet and it's just really chill. And uh, it's nobody ever back there. And it's awesome. So those are two kind of spots that uh, whenever we stay at the Contemporary, we're usually in the Garden Wings. Jen and I always go back to that spot and we just kind of walk around. And uh, I'm sure people who are staying in those units or those rooms are probably like, what are these people doing back there? But they're legitimate walkways. They're lit up. And uh, they're very peaceful and serene. We love it. Uh, mine is, look, we mentioned it earlier, Toledo and Dahlia, those lounges and restaurant up top uh, of the Grand Destino Tower is, for me, a go-to spot to sit down, relax, take it all in. I love the story. Uh, you know, Walt Disney, World Land, everything Disney is driven on story. And this, especially Dahlia Lounge, I think the story of this unique relationship of Walt Disney and Salvador Dali and the very uh, eccentric uh, short that we get out of out of their relationship that is just so weird and bizarre and like if anyone watches it they're like there's no way Disney like has anything to do with this um, but then they go and they make a whole lounge about it which I think is super super cool um, I love that area up there I it's it's a very unique spot because not many people unless you're there for a convention I think go to that spot just to be around it you know like and i don't think many people take in the story either and luckily i had a had a great great guide uh to explain it to me uh at uh when i was up visiting him so he uh he took me through the whole thing and it's just so unique and and i absolutely um love it there so there's just there's so many amazing ones um one last one talking about the serene aspect um that uh justin and i 
talked about as we were getting underway um, that didn't make the list is, um, and I actually did some research while we've been recording and reached out to a couple of friends because I was like, surely it has a name. Um, It's the building located on the Kilimanjaro Safari uh, in the area where you often see the giraffes and the springbok and the wildebeest. There's this little building that sits up there. Mm -hmm. It's utilized during the wild Africa trek uh, and also the savor the savannah uh, nighttime experience and it's an op- it's a place where the guests who are participating get an opportunity to sit and enjoy those savannah views so rather than being on a truck and being rushed through it uh, and constantly moving they get to just sit there and for wild africa trek we're talking like an hour you've yep. got food you've got some snacks you've got some drinks flowing and you're sitting there looking across the savannah for an hour, looking at the interactions between the animals and the comings and goings of them. And it's just incredible. Um, I reached out to a couple of friends because I was like, surely it has a name. Um, everybody apparently just calls it the Boma. Now, don't get confused with the restaurant. Okay. Boma is actually a, an, an African word that means place of refuge a place to stop and and replenish, uh, which is why the restaurant located at Jambo House has that name. Uh, if you've ever stayed at Jambo House or Kadani Village, there are also small areas uh, that are attached to the buildings uh, off the side, which are evacuation locations, and they're also called Bomas. So it's a word that is used quite a lot. Uh, the restaurant Boma refers specifically to that, um, whereas this is called the Kilimanjaro Safari Boma uh, as a place of refuge. There you go. Yeah, it's it's that for me that and I asked this past time we're there. I was talking to um, to one of the uh, uh, cast members there and and uh, and I was saying, man, I can't wait. I cannot wait till tours come back because Riley's finally old enough to do the Wild Africa Trek and Katie and I've done it. And going out there, it is absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable how great it is. So I, I look, that is a cool spot to sit down, take it in, eat a flower, um, because that's what you do. You eat the flower. Um, everyone should eat the flower when you're there. For anybody uh, listening who's wondering what that is, there, the yes, there is an edible flower that is used as an adornment um, on some of the food. And of all the things that happened out there, apparently that's what Justin that's what stuck remembers. With me. It, wasn't the, it, it wasn't all the animals. <laughs> it wasn't the whole experience. It wasn't the food, the drinks. It was I got to eat a flower, and it was amazing. So do the Wild Africa Trek because the pictures are incredible, and uh, it's it's absolutely great. You know, speaking of pictures uh, on the African track and speaking of you know relaxing and taking it in, you can take some amazing pictures of some of these sites when you're sitting on the benches. And that brings me to our favorite thing every week, and that would be our Disney Dad's Facebook page, Disney Dad Pick of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for it's us time to for get us our Picks of the Week. Picks of the week, Joe. What's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week. This is somebody that um, I give a lot of credit because this person went and built a lightsaber and then got a lot of use out of it. And I give I give him props for that. This is Anchor Agarwal's picture. Uh, he actually went. He said it was a laid back day, but I think he had a pretty active day. He did Hollywood Studios in the morning. Built a, you know one of the real lightsabers. Um, said he went over to Magic Kingdom, ate at Skipper Canteen, but then he went back to Hollywood Studios and he took in. 
Galaxy's Edge for all it's worth. Did the uh, yeah the 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 Falcon twice, and then he, he found a photo pass photographer that I don't know if he like slipped up a twenty or whatever. But these are some awesome photos of him and his lightsaber. So and that's what this is all about. Is like if you're gonna go and build a lightsaber. You're a giant Star Wars fan. You need to get some photos like this. And Anchor did a great job with getting some pretty cool photos of him and his lightsaber. So that's my pick of the week. Yeah, it's a good one, man. They're good people. I I, I cannot wait to spend some time with them once all this is done. Uh, and maybe a DDP trip coming up because they were they were definitely uh, we were we were excited to see them uh, sometime soon. And then all this hit. Great pictures. You know how much I love Star Wars. Uh, Dave, give me your pick of the week. Oh, um, I mean, there's been some really great picks. Um, and so I'm actually going to go with a little bit of a throwback that happened um, because it captures one of those moments that as a parent, I'm like, ah, oh, I love when I get uh, something like this. Uh, Adam Austin posted a photo from seven years ago um, with his little one uh, doing rope drop to close uh, and passed out on a bus on the way back to all-star movies. And, um, and it's just as a parent, like, I feel like anybody listening with kids is able to go, yep we've all seen that we know what that's like we where you've pushed them and you've pushed them and they and they just have nothing left in the tank and they just are out and he is out cold on this bus so i i love that moment um it's it's something that will bring back a memory for those uh for adam and his family of like you don't even need to see all of the things that happened all you need to see is that kid absolutely out and you go yep that's it yep we've all been there uh, so most of the time it's me though that's katie's holding and me you look you look so cute and i look happens. adorable too i know i can't help it <laughs> very cool justin what's your pick of the week uh mine man i mine i was super excited to see this picture because it's from Lindsay cecilia and she said it only took me the better part of a year to finish this um but alas it's finally finished just imagine it's a small role playing in the background so it's the for those of you who haven't seen it it's the wooden um i would say like a model of it's a small world and i have one i did the train right and so the reason i love this picture is i know the dedication that it takes Lindsay, to absolutely nail this and i know how sore your thumbs are uh after doing this because you are literally taking these tiny wooden pieces apart and then putting a little bit of uh, candle wax on them and piecing them together to make a living wooden working piece and uh, you can find these in the disney parks you can find them on the disney shop app um uh you it's just look this is a lot of fun i love my train um i keep well, I keep wanting to get a couple more next time i'm down at the world to come back but i know the dedication it took to build the first time and i know that i could barely move my thumbs too afterwards so I'm with you, girl. Awesome. Absolutely rocked it. Mike, how about you, buddy? My pick of the week is to go to Brittany Dukes, and Brittany Dukes posted a picture of a throwback Thursday of a girl having a blast at Topolino's. Great picture. She's rocking her party dress. And, uh, Brittany, you have my pick of the week. Yeah, I love that family, dude. They're awesome. They're so, so cool. Um, and I love throwback pictures. It's just it, Facebook's made it easy, dude, where you scroll through. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that four years ago. Yeah. I remember when my hairline looked better. Um, 
<laughs> Dave's like, whatever, mine's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, look, we do all of our picks from our Facebook group, Disney Dads Podcast Family on Facebook. Go right now. Join that. Become a part of that family. It is the most positive place on Facebook. Yes, Dave. Not only that, um, invite your friend. Uh, yes. It's a great way. Like, I've had some people that, like, didn't know what the podcast was, but wanted to be around, like, super positive Disney postings and moments and i was like all right if you don't want to listen to the podcast if you don't have an hour every week to dedicate to it don't stress sometimes an hour and a half when we get talking like this but um (laughs) but like bring bring your friends in like it's a great way to start an introduction to this group that we all know and love um and yeah they'll they'll eventually start listening if they but invite them say hey this is the place to be like there's a great group of people here and it's a great community that is being built no 100 percent, definitely i mean right now actually just invite your whole friends list just invite everybody like that's what we should do let's grow this thing and then once people get in there man they're gonna love it because these Don't people give them are amazing. a choice just add yeah, them. exactly yeah just just put them in there um just just we'll automatically add them it's good um guys yeah that facebook group is the most positive facebook group on the internet uh, when it comes to a Disney community. Uh, so make sure to go and join that. You, of course, can email us, disneydadspodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, our personal emails are there as well. Uh, uh, Disney Dad and put our name in at gmail.com. And you can reach us individually there. If you have a question or maybe we said something on the show that you agree with, love, or disagree with, if it was Joe, and uh, you can throw <laughs> it out there. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, guys, right now I'm going to ask one thing. Why you have the phone in your hand, why you're listening to this, Go right now, slap us five stars, give us that virtual love. We absolutely, that is the way we grow this community. That's the way we reach more and more people. And uh, we love that seeing that you all are enjoying what we're trying to do. So thank you all so much. Guys, I've had a blast. There are so many amazing places around Walt Disney World property to sit back, relax, and take it all in. But I think we hit some really key ones tonight. And maybe it put one of these on your list that you haven't experienced before. So your next trip to the world, you can take that time and taking the view of one of the things we talked about tonight. Guys, closing words for our Disney Dads family. Dave? If we can learn anything from Jason Odegaard's visit uh, right now, it is take it in, take in the sights, take that moment, and share it with the group because we're here to love and appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Joe? Uh, in the great words of Ferris Bueller, uh, your vacation moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Wow. Uh, you guys hit the nail on the head. Definitely enjoy the family time. It goes by so quick. Listen, as a father of two girls that, you know, I want to wish a uh, happy birthday to Sarah. She's going to be 18 in a couple of days. And uh, we started taking her to Disney when she was, you know, three and four years old. So uh, sit back. Take those moments in because before you know it, you're going to have a teenager on your hands and they get older and faster and uh, they grow up quick. So definitely sit around and enjoy those moments. Yep. Uh, Disney Dads family, we appreciate you. We appreciate you every week. And patron family, stick around. We're going to talk toilets on the other side of this. Who doesn't want to stick around for that? Uh, one of my favorite things at Disney is toilets, so we'll talk toilets in the patron. Again? There is, no, there is no better reason to join and be a part of our patron than to hear this episode right now. So you can click that link below and become part of the patron. Patron family, stick around. For everybody else, thank you so much. And until next time, see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Cheers, mate. Have a good night. (laughs) Have a good night.
from Mike, Justin, and myself. We want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.